Shalom Echon Baisai. This week's parsha, Parsha's Mishpatim, is the parsha right after Kabbalah Satera. Last week we read about Maimon Harsinai, the Torah was given as Shereza Debrais, and now the passage starts off, Fe'elu Mishpatim, Ashatasim Lefdeha. These are the laws that are, are going to be put in front of you. Now she tells us the Ve'ela is coming to tell us that Mahavi Shainim Sinai, just like the first laws that were told us previously were all from Sinai, Af'elu Sinai. You shouldn't think that these Mishpatim are any less than what we learned so far in the Torah. <coughs> by Sinai, these mitzvahs were as well taught by Sinai. Now, the first parsha, the first halacha that we start off with is something very interesting. That the Mufarshim ask, why do we start off with the, with the mitzvah of, Evid, of buying an Evid Ivri? With the halachas of buying an Evid Ivri, that's something which was not really relevant until we come into Eretz Yisrael and the Zyayvul and all the different halachas that come with Evid Ivri. Um, it's not really relevant or, or significant until we get to Eretz Yisrael. Why do we start off with something which was relevant right then in the midbar? But the Pasha starts off with the with the Indian of Avid Ivri. Pasik says Kisik the Avid Ivri when a person buys an Avid Ivri, Shay Shanim Yahvaid for six years he'll work for him. Ubashviis and on the seventh year Yaitse goes out goes out free um, without any without any, you know without anything. Just goes out free. <coughs> the Parsha of Evan Ivri is an interesting parsha. What does it talk about? It talks about a person that was in poverty. He didn't have any money. And as a result of that, he comes to stealing. And when he gets caught stealing, so in order for him to pay back his chai for stealing, he gets sold as, as an Evan Ivri to be able to pay back the money for that he had stolen. And he would, over a six-year period, that it winds up uh, he winds up being an Evid. Now, one of the questions which the Al-Sheikh asks is that when you look at the Pasuk, the Pasuk says, Kisik the Evid Ivri. When you buy an Evid Ivri. I mean, Al-Sheikh is bothered by, what does that mean, Kisik the Evid Ivri? He only becomes an Evid after you acquire him. You don't buy an Evid who's an Ivri. You buy an Ivri who's going to be an Evid, but not an Evid that's an Ivri. Why does the Pasuk Referred to him as an Evid even before before he's bought. Second question the Alshech asks is, why do we use the term of Ivri? Why do we use Ivri, the term of Ivri, Yehudi, Israeli, why Dafke Ivri? Why are we referring to an Evid who's a Jew as an Ivri? Third question is, is that we call this a Mishpat, Elaha Mishpatim, Shatasim Lufneim. Now we know that in the Torah when we have laws that are mishpatim and chukim. There are mishpatim, which are laws that we understand, they're logical and they make sense, and we understand the reasoning for them. The reason why we keep it is because Hashem gave it as a mitzvah, and Hashem gave the laws, but we can understand them. But there are other laws that we have that we don't understand, and those are chukim. Those are called chukim. Now if you think about the parashat of Avirivri, it's a little bit hard for us to understand. I buy an Evid who stole from me, and the halacha is that I have to go ahead and I have to 
treat him like a king, like the Gemara institution says, everyone who acquires an Evidivri, in the end, he winds up acquiring a master for himself because he has to give him royal treatment. For example, if let's say you go ahead and you get uh, new linen in your house, and uh, you know you want to change your linen, you have to make sure that Evidivri has the same quality of linen. If not, you have to give him the, the, the top quality linen to him. If there's a comfortable pillow inside the house, he's first. Anything that's in the house, he has to be given first and top quality. So that's hard for us to understand. Person stole, he has to pay back a debt, and he's an avid, and I can understand why the Torah would give him a chance to pay back his debt for doing it that way, but, but that would make him into an other. And what's, what's, well, that's a, that's a haiku. That's not understood. Why should it work like that? So the Alshach says a, a very important insight. I feel like this. He says that when a person buys an Evid, so we think that the idea is, I need a servant, I need a slave, I need someone to do my things. And the idea is <coughs> that I buy somebody and I'm going to be Shailadon, that I'm going to rule over and I'm going to let him know what to do and he'll do everything that I say. And that's the whole idea of buying an Evid. I'm basically buying uh, cleaning help or uh, housework you know, help, whatever needs to be done. But now we see the Torah telling us something here. That when you're buying a person as an Evid, as an Evid Ivory, the reason why the Torah stresses Evid is you have to remember that the person that you're buying now is a Yid, who's an Evid Hashem. And he's a person that Hashem identifies and realizes and sees as an Evid Hashem. And it's true that this person stumbled when he was, you know, his nichshal, he stumbled in the Avera of Geneva, and he stole as a result of his poverty. But we always have to remember, he's still an Ebed Hashem. When I'm buying him, I'm taking him in here as an Ebed Hashem, and part of my taking him in here is giving him the chance to be able to lift him up again and bring him to the to the level where he, where, where he should be. And that's why we call him Ivri, to remind us that he's a son a, a descendant of Avram Ha'ivri. Avram Avinu was called Avram Ha'ivri. Why? As I'll tell us, because um, Aver, Ayn Beis Resh, means on the on the on, the, on the, like on the opposite side. And Avram Avinu had the kayach to be able to stand on with his on the, with his beliefs against the rest of the world. He was on one side. He was Aver Echad. He was on on one side. The whole island and the rest of the world. He was on the other side. And that's why he was called Avram Ha'ivri. And here, Akash Baruch is telling us that this person who's in Evan Hashem, the idea of the midst of taking him in and giving him the opportunity now to be in the house and to be able to pay back his debt and to do that, is to give him a chance to show that you identify that he's in Evan Hashem. You're going to lift him up. You're going to bring him up to where he has to be able to get. So he can come to the stage where at this point he'll be able to stand up against the challenges that are there, and to be like that ivory that's going to be able to stand up with his ideals and his proper ideas to go against the other, the rest of the world, with the things that they, that they, uh, you know, you know, you know what they believe, and to be able to get him to a point where he can come to that shuva that he can be able to stand up and to be able to understand what's right, to stand and not to be dependent on all the other things. Once we understand that the whole idea of taking an avid ivory. It's not just to get a slave, to get housework, it's something to be there. But the idea is I'm taking in an Evan Hashem to help him build up to the level where he can be an Ivri, where he can come to be able to, 
to to understand and to realize what his priorities are and what and living his life with the Torah and Hashem, then we have to do that in a way where we remind him, where we lift him up and make him honor and feel chashivas. And that's why it's not a chayk for us to understand it. It's not a chayk. It's not something which is not logical. Why we have to mechaber him and give him the things, to give him top quality. Because in order for him to be able to feel that we're uplifting him and we're not degrading him, knocking him down, but on the contrary, the whole idea is to take him in here now to give him the opportunity to build him up again, it has to come together with being happy him and giving him everything that he needs. So if that's the case, now it may, we can understand why we start off the, for the first mitzvah, but <coughs> right after right after high Sinai over here, because we have to be able to understand and we have to be able to realize that every single git. No matter who he is, this has to be something which is instilled inside us. Even if he goes down to the lowest level, falls down to the lowest level of and, 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 and gets caught, we have to know that there's always a hope to be able to shake that off and to bring him to bring him up and to bring him to the stage of, 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 of first of all by us identifying that he's still an Evan Hashem and to help him come to that point where he can be able to identify himself as an ivy to be able to know that I'm not bound to what the rest of the world is doing and I have to be able to and, and I have to be able to understand and realize this is a British Lord that gave a Torah and I stand with my ideals of what the Torah tells me to do and have to be worried about everybody else. That's the class of Ivri. And that's something which we have to be able to understand the importance of that and to have such a person to give him, to build him up to the place that he can come up to that level of being an Ivri. Now what do we see from here? That sometimes we look at the Pasha we look at something, we see, we, we interpret it one way, as if I'm buying a slave for my housework. And here we see there's a whole different message behind the idea of we of, of what we're trying to do for the uh, Evid, or what the Evid trying to give us the privilege over here to be able to build him up. We think we're doing him a favor by giving him a job so he can pay back his money. In the end, he's giving us the favor that we can have the chance to build up a year and bring him back and nurture him and to, and to bring him back to Cloud Israel. This idea of us sometimes not realizing what's in front of us and how to interpret things, you know, there's a story, I think I said this over once in one of the podcasts. I heard this story quite a while ago from Revelle Melch Biedemann. I saw I put down the Sefer Sassim Sechov. Revelle Melch Biedemann, Shavafush Lema, was um, <coughs> was um, told the story the following story. There was once a bacher that was learning in yeshiva, and he was learning a very good yeshiva. And sometimes in the yeshiva, there's a challenge that uh, you know they they don't want the modern day technology to be used in the yeshiva because it gets uh, you know sometimes certain things into the yeshiva that are not wanted in the yeshiva. And the yeshiva was very strict about that. And there was a bacher that was having a challenge with that, and he was caught. He was caught with one of these machines. And the Rosh Hashiva was very adamant that he didn't want this in his yeshiva. And he's an older bacher. And he told him, I'm sorry, but, you know, this is not for our yeshiva. You must leave. You must leave. And the bacher was very taken aback, but he understood. The Rosh Hashiva was very adamant about that he had to leave. At one point, the father of the bacher called up to Rosh Hashiva and said, listen, my son is an older boy, and we've been looking for Shaduchim for him for a while, and the Shaduch that just came up right now, and and it's a good Shaduch, and it's good for my son, 
and my son didn't really mean to be involved with it. He made a mistake. He feels bad. Please give him a chance. He said after the bracha also tried convincing the Rosh Hashiva. The Rosh Hashiva said, no, I'm sorry. I have to, I have to set a standard over here. And the father said, but please give him a chance. He said, he may call different. But why is it so integral? Because the girl's brother learns in the yeshiva. So if the girl's brother sees that he's sent out of the yeshiva, then he's going to realize that something's wrong and he'll turn down the shidduch. And then my son, my son, shidduch won't be able to work. Rosh Hashiva was very adamant about it. He felt that, you know, it still had to be a message because otherwise then it's going to become hefker. He was very strict about it. So the father wasn't sure what to do. So he was informed that there's a organization called Leif Shemeya, the heart that listens in Eretz Yisrael. And there's a person in charge of that organization named Rav Iram. And he deals with these type of things when there's like uh, bridges that have to be made between the Bracha and Yeshiva, the family and the Yeshiva, to be able to help out. So he, the father asked him if he could please get involved here to help the, help the Rosh Yeshiva. Help to speak to the Shiva to convince him. So this Rabbi Ram decided that I'll do everything that I can to try to, to try to help him. To help him. So a few days later he goes on the bus, and when he goes on the bus, he's having a very long talk with uh, he spoke to the Rosh Hashiva and he had a very long talk, and then afterwards he spoke to somebody else. He's on the telephone, busy on the telephone. At one point, this Rabbi Ram, at one point when he's on the bus, Across the aisle, there was a gentleman that was sitting across the aisle that got very, very, very heated up and furious at him and said, you know, I'm trying to think straight over here and you're talking and talking and talking and making such a racket and disturbing over here. Don't you know that there's a bus for the public over here? You can't go here and make so much noise. Please stop talking on the phone. Stop it. So this Ram was a big bomb. He just, and he stopped himself. He said, okay, I'm not going to kind of really bother him. I'm going to stop talking. Anyway, so this Reverend Ram stopped talking on the on the on the bus. But then all of a sudden, as he's riding on the bus, he realizes he sees the number of the Shashiva that he had just spoken to to try to convince him to change his mind, and the Shashiva told him, I'll think about it, calling him back. Now he knew that it's Pikuach Nefesh right now for this chassan, this Bachar who might who could potentially become a chassan, to answer this phone call. So he reaches out to the phone quietly and he answers very quietly. He goes, hello. He said, I can't talk loud because I'm you know, on a bus with other people. And Rosh Hashiva spoke to him. Rosh Hashiva said, listen, I I thought about it and you know, I, I realized that I have to give you know, this Bachar a chance and uh, I'm going to let him stay in the yeshiva you know, to work out the Shiva. So now the, the, the Ram realized that he has to call the father. He has to tell the father what happened, but he's nervous because he's going to affect, you know, he's going to offend this person across across the aisle that's really, really giving him a hard time. So he just like says, you know, listen, the father sitting on shmokus. He says, you're all nervous. He needs to know what's happening. So he decides to make the phone call, and he calls. As he's dialing, he keeps hearing like this ring on the bus. This ring on the bus. And then he's waiting for the answer, and then he hears hello, and like he's hearing it like in stereo, like he hears hello, and he says, hello, how are you? Yes, um, yeah, this is Avigam. Yes, I know, what, what can I do for you? And then he realizes that the person who he's talking to is that man sitting opposite him on the bus. That was the father of the boy. 
And the father of the boy didn't realize that this person who was disturbing him and being a nuisance to him and getting in his way was really the person that was coming out to go ahead and to save him and to be able to pull him out of his out of his out of his difficulty of what can happen. Often we don't realize that what we sometimes think is the biggest disturbance, the thing which is the biggest uh, difficulty to us, might might really be the Yeshua in disguise. And that's why we have to leave it up to HaKadosh Baruch to be able to see what HaKadosh Baruch has in store and how he's going to take it. But that's one thing which we also learn out from the Pasha over here is when we look at people, we have to honor people and to see they're an Eved Hashem. And they have the potential to be brought up from even from situations where they went to the lowest level to show them that they're an Ivri, that they can be brought up to a level of, 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 of height that they can be able to stand up with their ideals against the rest of the world and to live as an Eved Hashem. And if we internalize that, and we build that, then that's something which will be the biggest Yeshua for Kali Yisrael. And as Hashem, we should be able to internalize this and take this into our greatest Hashem. And especially now, we're heading into the point with the, of, of the month of Adar, Tereshchevish Adar, uh, we build that extra level of Abbas Yisrael and come to Yedidus between each other and with Hashem with that, that is that Achbos that should come to bring us to Yeshua's Kedalus Mehevi Ameinu Amen. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos, a good Chaydesh and Kol